Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Well, let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. I just want to give you a warning before we do get into today's story. It does contain talk of child death. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. Thank you. Now, let's get started. The story is titled, Mother-in-Law Stole My Son's Ashes. My son died just over a year ago when he was seven, and it's been hard on everyone in the family, obviously. Mother-in-law was pretty close with him. She babysat him for me while I worked, until he died. I felt more comfortable leaving him with her as she was a nurse. He was born at 24 weeks and had cerebral palsy, and was generally medically fragile. Mother-in-law and I aren't too close. At first, she didn't like me, but seemed to warm up once Esso and I had kids. She still babysits for us when needed, which is less often these days. We had my son cremated. When he was cremated, my mother-in-law suggested that we get a few smaller urns and split up the ashes so we can all have an urn. Us, in-laws, and my parents. Obviously, that did not go down well with me, and I said no. She seemed to admit it was a bad idea and didn't mention it again. For Mother's Day this year, we planned on getting mother-in-law and my mum a necklace with some of his ashes in, which she knew about as she'd been asking for one. We were up for it. I fancied one myself, so was going to get us all one. But with COVID and everything, we never got around to doing it. Which she seemed pretty irritated by at the time, but never mentioned it again and thanked us for the other gift we sent her. A few days ago, she babysat my daughter at my house. Today, I was cleaning, and while I was cleaning the shelf that we have for our son for some of his things, pictures, trophies from baseball, ornaments, etc., I noticed his urn was gone. Naturally, I freaked out, asked my daughter if she had moved it, even though she can't reach it. It has never been moved in the time it's been there. So, also had no clue and was worried as me. Mother-in-law is the only other person that has been in the house, so I called her. She owned up to it right away and explained she took them so she can spend some time with him and get the ashes sent off for her gift because she was disheartened that I didn't get it sorted in time for Mother's Day. She hid the urn in her bag so I wouldn't notice and took it home. I told her she was completely out of order and demanded she bring the ashes back as I did not give her permission to steal his ashes from his house and his family. But she said as his grandma, she has every right to have him for a while. Fuck that. Even if she asked, I probably would have said no, but I'm in complete shock that she would just take him like that. She says she will bring his urn back tomorrow and told me not to be angry about it because 
What's done is done. But every time I think about it, I get so angry. I'm not being completely over the top to think that's fucked up, am I? I'm so worried now. She won't even bring him back. And we're starting the comments with beer and books. She says, OP, you need to make sure what she brought back to you were his ashes. What this screamed to me while I was reading was she totally stole that urn to swap out his remains so she can have him forever. This is beyond the pale. This is beyond not okay. What did your husband say? And why didn't he march his ass over to her house to grab his son's ashes and set her straight? Belharth says, pretty sure stealing human remains is a crime. I'd threaten legal action against her if she doesn't return everything. This is wildly inappropriate behavior and you need to nip it in the bud with an appropriately extreme response. You are by no means overreacting. If anything, you're incredibly calm, all things considered. Lena says, are you overreacting? No, you are not. I am one to forgive, but things would never be the same with her. The nerves of her. I'm pissed as if this happened to me. Is she fucking crazy? What did your husband say? I do believe this would be that moment I was convinced he'd put his foot down, call her out and set her straight or the marriage would be over. Mum or not, she needs to know her place. Desiak says, first, I'm very sorry for your loss. Second, what's done is done is one of those phrases people use that you know if you turned around on them, they would flip out. No, you are not overreacting. You have every right to be angry and every right to take as much as you need to get past this breach. Even if that means you never get past it. Your mother-in-law has her grief from this and that's valid, but you are not responsible for that. You are your child's parent and you get to take precedence over her. No, she doesn't get in for a while. Your child's ashes aren't something that gets passed around as others want them. I think you're within your right to cut your mother-in-law out of your life, but if you don't want to go that extreme, I think a timeout is needed. There are consequences and she needs to offer a complete and unequivocal apology that you can either choose to accept or not. And there was lots of talk about, you know, the ashes being split and OP not being happy about them being split, etc. And I find lots of people that I've spoke to in these stories that I've read deal with sort of like ashes and human remains in in different ways really my mum wanted her ashes spread she didn't want anyone to keep any of the ashes or anything like that not that it really mattered to her in the end but she didn't want us to be stuck with them if you know what i mean which i don't know if that's weird or not but well there's been like another family member whose ashes that we all have a small amount of ashes and like a, a tiny little pot and they're sort of like buried in a plant pot below a plant and that plant is sort of like it's their plant if you like like if you ever move house or whatever can always come can always come with us a part of the, me was saying this in my head that grief does absolute batshit crazy things to some people but like with all stories that we read it's no excuse for this kind of behavior is it in the end but op adds an update in the post about an hour later and said thank you for all the responses i've read them all and read them to my so2 he's not good with confrontation but i think he understands now that it's necessary He's angry but seems to have a lot of faith in her and doesn't think she'd do anything to them but I'm genuinely so worried that she will. I told him either I'm going and I will get him back tonight or he is going and will get him tonight or I call the police tonight. I won't be able to sleep if I don't have him tonight. He doesn't want to call the police as he doesn't want to cause more drama which is eye roll worthy to me as she instigated any drama herself. So I was going to get them tonight and we'll tell her that if she comes around uninvited we'll call the police. I think he's giving her too much credit. I don't think he'd be as stern on her as he needs to be. 
she clearly sees no issue with any of this, so even if he gets them back, I might press charges anyway. After reading all the comments, I think I'm underreacting. It's hard to gauge sometimes, and as I'm so sensitive to anything when it comes to my son. Opie adds another update and says, Hi all. Sorry it took me so long to respond to an update. Abby got him back last night. I'll add that I did also want to go, but little one was asleep, and SO wanted to deal with his mum, so I just let him and told him to call me to talk to her if she gets pissy. He says he told her to hand the urn over or he'll call the police, to which she rolled her eyes and said, one night wouldn't make any difference. But she handed the urn back to my husband. When he told her that I wanted to file a police report, she apparently kicked off and got defensive and said I was just being ridiculous. No crime had been committed and the police won't care about some ashes when they have more important things to worry about. SO was pretty shocked by how flippantly she spoke about it all. I think maybe he thought I was exaggerating of how much of an asshole she was being about it. So now agrees that we should file a police report so he planned to. I'm not sure yet if I want to press charges, but I agree with the comments about filing a police report if nothing else. Oh, he also told her that if she comes over and invited, we will call the police as she is not allowed in our home. At least while we try to deal with what she did. And she won't be around our daughter until that happens, if it does. Personally, I don't trust her anymore. I don't know if she tampered with the ashes. The urn opens easily and the ashes are in a bag, but it's only tied shut with an elastic band, so she could have taken some. It doesn't look like there's much taken though, if she has, because the contents look the same from what I remember. It has been about 10 months since I last saw them though. I don't look. Maybe I'm just exhausted about the whole thing and sad, but I don't care about that right now. I will eventually. I do know that if I see her with a necklace that resembles the one she wanted, I'll rage at the bitch, but right now, I'm just sad and tired. I don't even want his ashes, I want him. They're not one and the same. I want to blast her on social media and make sure all her friends see it and know what she did, but I don't know if that's just petty. It could impact the outcome should I decide to press charges. Would it? I don't want her thinking she's gotten away with it, even if we don't press charges. And a part of me thinks she'd just post on social media. She's an avid user before I do. Give some warped story that isn't true. Make me look like the arsehole. So I want to give my side first. But it could end badly. I'm not sure if it's worth it. Opie adds another update and says this one might be full of typos as I'm posting this quick as I've got a sick kid. So we've been fortunate enough that mother-in-law seems to have gotten the message and hasn't contacted us since SO went to her place to get the Eshers back. My SO spoke with his dad, father-in-law, who said that she claims she's given us space we need and seems to think we'll get over it eventually. But I think I'm even more angry at her now. I've had time to be less upset by it. Now I'm just pissed. This morning we had a delivery addressed to me. I didn't know what it could be. Not ordered anything at all recently, but figured I ordered something in my sleep-deprived state at 3am. Wouldn't be the first time. But no. It was a box with a little black fabric bag and inside was a locket that had ashes in. Connecting the dots, it was pretty clear straight away who the ashes belonged to and who the locket came from. I didn't know what she was thinking. I knew it was likely she'd taken some, but sending me this just feels like a complete slap in the face. It's probably her poor attempt to apologize, but it feels so wrong and weird getting a part of my son as a gift from my mother-in-law who took him the way she did. It's not even a nice locket. She knew what type of jewelry I was looking at, and this is the opposite of it. It's big and bulky and has the words together forever in what looked like comic sans, which is already fading off. It's not my style at all and it looks cheap. 
I know exactly what type of necklace she wanted made. I just know she'll be getting the one she wants made and this is probably some kind of attempt to justify that. I don't mean to be ungrateful, but considering how she got the ashes, I just can't be grateful for it. Esso thinks we should just ignore it and do nothing. Put the ashes back with the rest and toss the locket. I want to put the ashes back and then put the darn locket in her mailbox, personally. We won't have to see her, but we'll be sending the message. It just makes me angry that she's treating him and his ashes like some kind of bargaining chip in what I assume is an attempt to make up for what she did. An opi- Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Left one final comment below this update and said, We did file a police report. We did it the day after, just as I said I would. No, we didn't press charges. When we filed a report, I was just sad and didn't really want to have to deal with it. We probably should have done. But we had the ashes back by then, so I didn't see the use and maybe that was dumb, but whatever. What's done is done. We figured we'd give her a chance and see what happens and until now she's kept away. We have a case number so I'll see about adding this to it too so we can keep the trial up to date. And that was incredibly sad story for me. How do you guys feel about this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below as always would love to hear them if you have a moment of your time and let's crack on with another story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account and says... I left the trip early because my 26 female, boyfriend 28 male and his friends embarrassed me to tears. Okay, strap in because this is the most bizarre and embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Throw account, first time poster, etc. So I went on a ski trip with my boyfriend and his friends. It's their annual trip and the first time I went. We've been together for two years. The group that goes with him and five of his friends, four guys and one girl, all late 20s. I've met two of the guys before, but the other two and the girl have only met briefly over FaceTime. They knew I was coming on the trip. So they verbo, which is VRBO, is the first time I've heard of it, but I, it looks like it's like an Airbnb type thing. This house, about 10 minutes from the ski resort. We are a few days in for this weekly trip and everything is fine. The only problem has been the bathroom doors doesn't seem to lock. Important for later. There have been some near embarrassing moments, but nothing major. Until day four of seven. I'm not a huge drinker, especially around people I don't know well. I just wanted to nurse a drink while we all talked and they drank. I haven't been eating the best and have pizza before this. My stomach was bothering me, so I excused myself to the bathroom on the main floor. I should have gone in the one upstairs, but you know what they say about hindsight. 
So I'm on the toilet, obviously taking a poop, when the doorknob starts to move. I'm in here, but his female friend comes in anyway. I don't know if because it was me or she was too drunk to hear or care. She honestly smells what's going on and she makes a big ruckus to the rest of the group about that I am pooping. I told her to please get out as calmly as I could because I was starting to get very upset. She's making a big deal over a normal bodily process. She goes to leave the bathroom but basically throws open the bathroom door to do so. Three of the four guys are there in the hallway and she exposed me to them. Now I'm very upset and mortified. I yelled at her to get out and shut the door behind her. They're all standing in the doorway and not listening to me. My boyfriend notices what's going on and comes into the bathroom. I think he's going to yell at his friends but instead the drunk asshole comments on how bad it smells in the bathroom. He leaves but doesn't take his friends with him. They continue to point and laugh while I'm in a vulnerable state. I think they were making potty jokes, all while I'm sat on the toilet. Pants at my ankles, keeping my knees locked shut. I start screaming at this point to get the fuck out of the bathroom and shut the fucking door over and over. I'm actually crying at this point because I'm so mortified and I've never been in such a bizarre situation. My crying and screaming finally got the drunk guard's attention. She shuts the door behind her. Now, I'm breaking down in the bathroom, still crying and trying to get sorted so I can be done and wash my hands and get the hell out of this room. While washing my hands, all I can think is that my boyfriend didn't help at all. I know they are drunk, but I don't think that's much of an excuse. They've just been drinking beer and I think he had four so far. I'm absolutely mortified and decide to just go into the bedroom. However, when I come out of the bathroom, still crying a bit by the way, all six of them start howling with laughter and pointing at me. It's like one of those crazy nightmares where everything seems more dramatic than real life should be. I just look at my boyfriend, meet his eyes and everything to show how upset I am and they don't stop. I go upstairs to our room and pack. I can't go through three more days with these people and I don't want to sleep in the same bed as drunk boyfriend. Drunk or not, they're being incredibly disrespectful and childish. I don't think I've ever been so embarrassed. I finish packing, change my flight to the next morning and order an Uber to go to the airport hotel. I gather all my things and walk downstairs to get my coat and leave. They all start laughing when I come back in the room, but boyfriend finally notice I have my bags with me. I silently put my coat on. Boyfriend yells, where the fuck are you going? Airport is all I say. Now he's yelling and they're all yelling, saying it was just in good fun and I should lighten up, have another beer, etc. No one apologizes, not even boyfriend. He just seems so mad that I'm leaving. I tell him I'll see him in a few days and walk out to my Uber. Once I'm finally in my hotel room later, I curl up in bed and cry. I definitely did not see this being the way of my trip ended. Once I flew home the next morning and got back to my apartment, I had so many texts, missed calls and VMs from my boyfriend. They ranged from apologetic to angry to accusing, as if I did something wrong by going to the freaking bathroom. I haven't responded yet and he comes home in two days. I haven't even read all the texts because it got me more upset. How the fuck am I supposed to face these people again? It just seems like the most bizarre and surreal experience. I think I'm more upset that my boyfriend did nothing. Even when I was screaming and crying, he didn't stop me from leaving. He didn't follow me out. He just yelled at me and asked me where the fuck I was going. How could he not make sure I'm okay? Even now, I was upset enough to leave and his text that I did read are not supportive. No apology. Basically, I put a dampener on the trip. I'm dramatic. It wasn't that bad, but I made a terrible impression with his friends. What about their impression to me? Because I'm having some pretty strong thoughts. Right now, I still have a boyfriend. That might be changing in a few days. I love him, but do not like his reaction to all of this. Why the fuck am I getting blamed? I did not receive this type of deal breaker. 
And I wouldn't blame you for one second if you finish with him right now. You're the one who's getting blamed for ruining the trip, as they say, when they're the ones that burst in, violated your privacy. It's just such a nightmare situation when you think about it, that they're stuck in a vulnerable position. The door's wide open. They're sat there pointing, laughing, taking the piss, bullying behavior, seeing someone getting visibly upset. You know, it should have ended way before that, but seeing someone getting visibly upset and then continue to do it. When you come out, they continue to laugh even further. Absolute arseholes. And I can't help but feel a little bit, and you know, this is... A throwing statement that I'm putting out there that she walked in on purpose. She's already proven she's willing to go out of her way to embarrass you. Why wouldn't she open the door and reveal you to everyone for a laugh? And I gotta tell you, a lot of the comments on this, we know, don't go back to him. Break up with him. It's absolutely violating your privacy. Disgusting people, just constant in that comments. But OP did come in to update the post four months later and they said, hello, fellow Reddit people. I wanted to update earlier, but there's been a lot going on. I got a new phone and lost password, Reddit blackout, etc. I did get to finally read more comments and messages. Thank you all for the kind words and support. I'm on mobile for your information. See profile for first post. Possible trigger warning, drug use. So boyfriend came home a day after I did. He called me before his flight and asked to come over to my apartment when he got back. I agreed. I needed a flipping explanation for their bizarre behavior before I could decide what to do in our relationship. He's been wonderful and respectful for two years and then that. At that point, I decided I didn't want to see his friends again. They're unimportant to me. So he gets here. I let him in and right away, I see he is noticeably nervous and twitchy. He sits on my couch. I sit separately on my recliner. He blurts out, are we over? Depends on what you have to say, unless you want it to be over. He says no before I finish. Okay then, so I tell him to explain what the fuck happened. So, he and his genius friends took LSD and shrooms. Female friend took shrooms only. The guys were a mix of both with alcohol. My boyfriend said he took LSD only. I flipped a bit. Why the fuck didn't he tell me? What if one of them had a really bad reaction or trip? Shouldn't the person who didn't take the drugs know that they did to be able to keep them safe? I've done it and wouldn't have judged them. He knew I'd tried it in college and had a bad time like nightmare fuel bad. No real answer on that. It's his decision to take something like that, but I'm more upset that they weren't really safe about it. That wasn't okay to admit that. He agreed that was a dumb decision. He said it's only about six years since they last tried it. Asked him to explain his asshole behavior the next morning then. He says he and guy friends didn't remember the reality of what happened, but shocker, female friend B did. Bitch that she is laughed when explaining it later that afternoon. The guys were horrified. Boyfriend is rethinking friendship with her. I said I never want to see her again. Not an ultimatum, just a fact. So once he knew he was embarrassed and didn't want to apologize over phone or text, so he came home early. He took the time to get his itinerary and thoughts sorted, he says. He asked for my side of it, and I just let him read my first post. It was too hard to say. He gave me a huge hug after, apologizing between forehead and cheek kisses. We agreed to work through it. I could practically smell his relief. He thought I was done with him. I did too before we talked and got an explanation. We set boundaries, no secrets, even if we think the other is going to be upset. Better to talk through things than have issues later. My main sticking point was I didn't want that be in our lives. The fact that she acted that way when she was mostly sober and could recount the entire thing while laughing is unacceptable. I 
don't know what kind of personality trait or disorder makes that possible, but I don't give a fuck. She's disgusting. He understood and messaged the guys in front of me. He told them I was giving him a second chance and he explained what happened. They asked if they could FaceTime us later to apologize. We said yes, but without B. He understood and agreed. Her apologies later that night were all very sweet and genuine. Boyfriend spoke with B a few days later and then blocked her, all while beside me. These last couple of months, has really stepped up and shown me how important I am to him and how much he loves me. We both upheld our side of the boundary with no secrets. It's actually been awesome to just talk through any issues, feelings, etc. We were great before this bizarre incident, but things are strangely better now. I wouldn't have thought that when I wrote my first post. We're talking about moving in with one another next year. B did try to reach out several times, but more so after my post was on TikTok. She was screaming that I needed to take it down. Not like anybody has any idea who she is in real life. For F's sake, the drama. Boyfriend's friend group has all shut her out since the trip. Apparently, she has always had an excuse about why a new girlfriend of theirs didn't like her or misheard her. She created more issues than they realized during their 14-year friendship. My boyfriend knows I have no issues with him having friends of any gender but agrees we don't need her stereotypical female best friend behavior in our lives. I don't know if she has feelings for any of them or just likes their attention but whatever it is, no longer my problem. I don't know if this is the update you hoped for or if you're all rooting for boyfriend to get dumped hard but please know, I'm genuinely happy with my outcome. Thanks for taking our own crazy trip with my story and update. I had to make light of it. You all have been wonderfully sweet and supportive. It was incredibly appreciated. I gotta be straight up, I'm not sure how I felt about the update because in the original story, you know, at the moment they're using sort of drugs, LSD to completely forget everything that happened apart from B who, who does know everything. I mean, I guess it's a possibility but it seems very, very convenient to me that none of them remember anything. And OP also said the next day, when they were going back to their apartment, they had so many texts, missed calls, and VMs from boyfriend, and they ranged from apologetic to angry to accusing, as if Opie did something wrong by going to the freaking bathroom. So it sort of left me very, very all over the place at the very end there. I like to think that their relationship is all wonderful after that, but there's a little part of me that's questioning things. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below as always. And just a huge thank you for joining me today, getting involved in the stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love.